0: Hi, this is Shlomo. Welcome back to the From View on Israeli politics and culture. Um, Yes, my uh, producers decided to uh, change the name. Um, Yesterday, I was a bit perturbed when I saw a post on the Yeshiva World News WhatsApp status about... A some kind of hafgana protest going on in Mea Sharem Bei Kikar Shabbos, where, where, where where about a hundred people blocking the intersection, trying to block a bus, and apparently the post said that nobody was really sh- uh, sure what the protest was about, <laughs> and it went further. There was a from woman, a woman who was uh, religious, uh, who decided this was ridiculous. She took matters into her own hands started, uh, and started pushing people out of the way of that bus. You could see on the, uh, in the video on the status. And what did she get for it? People were calling her Shiksa. Those are the facts. That's what happened. Now, if there are people who feel that their government is not feeling is not being just towards them, is stopping them from doing certain things, is uh, imposing unfair restrictions on them that's perfectly legitimate to protest if people are just protesting for the sake of protesting or because they're bored <laughs> that's not a real reason for a protest are they protesting because there's a lockdown? is there a lockdown? I know recently declared uh, may I share them a red zone if they're protesting a the lockdown they're protesting the lockdown um But to block a bus to try to block it—that's like that's already taking things a bit far. I mean, could be they are really trying to make sure that their voices are heard. Could be that they're trying to get their message across because they don't seem to be getting—they uh, think they don't seem to be getting it across any other way. I mean, that's what the Aguda, what uh, UTJ is there to do in the government I mean, a lot of a lot of people in Mea Sharem, uh a lot of the Haredi people there don't recognize the state of Israel okay, fine, they don't recognize it they don't have to a lot of them still take benefits from it which is also fine as, uh, as Jews, they're entitled to that. One thing that really disturbs me, a few weeks back, more than a few weeks, a few months back, there was a post on Yeshiva World News of... This, uh, toddler in a store in Mea Sharim, Who was there with his, uh, with his sisters, all of them wearing braids. And this little kid, who's, uh, you know, whose hair is growing out. Seems to be a boy, I couldn't really tell. But, he saw this police car. And what did he say? He said, Nazi! Nazi! Apparently he learned it from his, uh, Older brothers, and from his uh, and from his father, and from the people around him. And the article in Shiva World News accompanying that video said that this that will call the police in Israel Nazis. What they're really doing is they're Dishonoring the memory of the kedoshim, the people who actually died al kiddush Hashem, with the real Nazis, who who were martyred. (sighs) The police in Israel are not Nazis. They don't want to kill Jews. If you want to call them Yavanim all right. Maybe in, uh, you know, especially when the state was first founded, they were interested in, uh, you know, in cutting all ties to their religion. That is a perfectly acceptable objection to what they have uh, to what they have done. That is a perfectly objectionable thing to uh, try to take Jewish people away from their religion. To this day, in the IDF, I have been reliably informed that even Nachal Haredi, even the uh, even the most religious element of the IDF is not Haredi at all. It's not religious. Well, maybe not that it's not religious, more like they're not so particular about certain things. Especially since there's a lot of feminists in the army a lot of people who are trying to impose their will on others that's never a good thing and in a place like Israel where Jews of all types and of all backgrounds are trying to live together you don't want to further the political divisions I mean If I had it my way, I would have a whole separate army for the Haredim, an all-male army. Because the IDF does not seem to be uh, catering to their needs properly. One that's run by rabbis and not run by government bureaucrats. And I assure you, all those pe- people who want to protest in Mea Sharim, all those who want to throw rocks and do crazy stuff, they'll happily sign up for an army that is run entirely by Haredi people with the blessings of the Gedolah Hador, of the leaders of the generation. Now I'm not going to say whether or not the protests, the constant protests in Mea are reasonable or whether or not they're justified. If they feel a need to protest, they could protest. Israel is a relatively free country. <sighs> They feel the need to block traffic and uh, you know close down the whole thing. That's not too uh, that's not too good of a thing. Here in America, whenever someone wants to make a protest, they do so with police guidance, with police help. I know that a lot of the uh, protesters in Sharm, the people who love to protest, they're probably not used to, uh, you know, to turning to the uh, uh, to the Israeli police and asking them for help. They just do it when they feel like it, and I think that's a serious problem. That there's a mistrust on both sides that the Israeli bureaucracy the Israeli military the Israeli police have lost I would say they've um They've probably ruined their credibility at the beginning of, in the early years of the state, when they tried to, um, when they tried to throw off their religion, they lost their credibility with Haredi people. They could still fix that. The only question is, can Haredi people repair what has uh, happened since then? Because right now they still see the state as their enemy and the way things work in Israel is once someone is labeled as an enemy once a group is labeled as an enemy that's it your kids don't play with them you're finished unless you decide to join our group This is all part of Middle Eastern politics. That's the way things work in the Middle East. Once someone decides that they're against a particular group, very often there's no turning back. And I don't think it will take anyone this side of mashiach to get these people t- together again for now i suppose the best we can hope for is that each side leaves each other alone which was what the israeli police and government and everything apparently as a matter of policy if they haven't been doing then they should be trying to do that What really ruined it was when the was during the lockdown, the COVID nineteen lockdown, when they had protests and the poli- uh, and the police started beating up Haredi people and Haredi kids who were protesting. I mean, yeah, all protests of this nature are chaotic. All protests of this nature. are can, uh, can become very confused and disordered pretty quickly but when a whole community's stance is that the other side is not legitimate. That is a huge problem. Huge. And I don't know if anything can be done about it. What can be done about it? If anything can be done about it? All we can do is hope and pray that uh, that Mashiach will come and resolve this whole horrible mess for us, and that one day all of the Jews living in the Holy Land in Eretz Yisrael will be living at peace together. If they won't uh, accept each other the way they are, then at the very least I hope that they can learn to just maintain their distance and let each side live peacefully. In other news, um, Minister Yuli Edelstein recently decided to bring the quarantine period down from 14 days to 12 days. Now, the question is, is he a doctor? Is he allowed to do that? And is the problem the length of the quarantine, or is it the fact that quarantine is being used when it won't do anything at all. I mean, it's understandable if, you know, someone's coming from another country that they quarantine if they haven't uh, had a previous um, negative test for COVID. When it comes to locking people down when it comes to quarantining people in some situations there's just a level of risk no matter what you do now i know that the israeli government policy when it comes to covid has been to let it loose as a controlled avalanche And I'm sure there has been a lot of debate as to whether or not this is the proper thing to do in a country like Israel. In places like Sweden, they kept everything open. They didn't lock down. If someone came down with uh, came down with uh, with COVID symptoms, you put them in quarantine. Great. They go into quarantine. Wear masks, socially distance, and when outside nobody even needs to wear a mask. This is because, you know, the air is flowing and the chances of getting infected, um, as Ben Shapiro has pointed out previously, is very low and in no scenario is this is it a good idea to lock down any country forever because of covid now i can't say that this is the israeli government's policy In general, I know that here in America, in New York, the governor of New York State, Andrew Cuomo, selected specific neighborhoods to be red zones over the past month. Places where he believes there has been, or ostensibly believes, that there has been a high incidence of. COVID cases. The thing is, most of them were overwhelmingly Jewish. It's a sad fact, in my opinion, that in many places this pandemic has been an excuse to take it out on Jews to take that out, out on Jews just to be antagonistic towards Jews under the guise of saying this is just to uh, prevent the pandemic I pray that this is not happening in Israel as well. I'm certain that Israel is probably the is probably the most fair to Jews of any country in the world. All I can say is that if Israel wants to lock down certain parts of the population. It should be backed up with hard facts, hard evidence, and it should be done in the interest of common welfare. And not just to antagonize people. I know that they've been trying to stay away from that, but very hard in tumultuous or um mentality it's always going to be hard nobody said it's going to be easy the best thing to do though is to have common sense that's all I would like to see this has been Shlomo and thank you for listening and I hope to see you again on the next podcast. Thank you very much.